Hello ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of your favourite podcast in wrestling. I am I am James, I am here with my pal Steve. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I am great. How about you, James? I am doing good. Um, well, this afternoon, this morning for you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so just a little disclaimer for people listening. This is super weird because we just had a massive connection issue. So um, we just... <laughs> started again not that anyone would kind of know but we just started again anyway <laughs> how, are you doing, sir? how is um how is training and that going practice uh it's going pretty well uh, there are great days there are some days where like eh, i can be better but you know overall it's been a pretty great experience so far oh good um so you're in what week three yep week three three already have you found that you've learned a lot like not just wrestling stuff but have you learned a lot about like yourself is it a deep learning experience yeah it's like other than learning the physical and psychological stuff it's like these are almost uh these three weeks like i've been trying to figure out myself as well and it's it's been intense so it's like i'm basically living on my own and just you know working out and training and just seeing if I still got what it takes, and so far, so good. My body's holding up, <laughs> so. The learning experience, I'm sure. Um, speaking about your body holding up, I mean, are you still doing regular rolling, I hope? Oh, rolling every day. <laughs> I love that. Now, I imagine that's kind of like the start, the thing that you do at the beginning of the session. Yep. Like you're exactly. like, oh, we'll do some rolls, have a little roll around. Um, yep. So have you done anything like more extreme yet? Have you jumped off any ladders or top rope or anything <laughs> no not yet i'm hoping we get to that because i really want to learn a moonsault before i leave here <laughs> oh oh well yeah moonsault would be uh would be sick so then oh, yeah. i can do it I, athletically i'm broken so well, um kind of like, like our girl <laughs> candace larae's moonsault i want to do that kind of moonsault <laughs> like um a middle rope lion salt as yes, opposed to top yes. rope Mm-hmm. that would be cool if you could do it that'd be so cool all mm-hmm. right so um wrestling there's been wrestling on this week um just before we kind of get into it just say it's been an absolute dream for me this week because um our clocks went back on uh the weekend so basically all the shows start an hour earlier so mm-hmm. um it's been a bit of a dream to watch live so uh as it's fresh in our memory do you want to start with uh, Halloween Havoc NXT? Let's go. Let's go. And kind of work our way back somewhat. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, for sure then. All right, cool. So, um, first impressions. Uh, what did you think of uh, the Capital Wrestling Center's uh, makeover? So uh, I liked it. It looked, it, it, I, I loved it. It was like, wow, this, 
it actually feels like Halloween Havoc. And I was like, yeah, you know, they had the the graveyard. Uh, they had the big giant uh, jack-o'-lantern uh, jack inflatable thing. Uh, freaking people in, uh, in costumes around ringside. And the ro- ropes were orange. It was like, it was great. I, I, lo- I loved it. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, I was literally drooling all over her. I was like, oh, my God, she's so hot. <laughs> She actually looks so good like during this whole night. I think she had like three different costume changes. Yeah, three different costume changes, yeah. Look great in every single one. Um, I have to say, I thought the inflatable... Um, that was a little corny, I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that looked great. Um, but, well, that's you know, why Gav, Johnny destroyed it. <laughs> exactly, like in the first 10 minutes or first five minutes, I was like, oh, great. But um, I think that was a throwback to like, how WCW used to present it, where there was like a big pumpkin, like in the middle yeah. of the stage. So yeah, it's probably like they could have actually just brought the real pumpkin. I'm pretty sure they got it in the warehouse in Connecticut or something like that. <laughs> I, I I've heard that they've got so much like stuff stored away from yes, like years gone by. It's like yeah. with the in your house set that they did NXT Takeover with. That was the original like kind of framing, and then yeah. they just put newer. LC, um, LCD LEDs and stuff. LED, yeah, LED yeah. screen, like in in the kind of framework sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think they do, or they probably would have the big pumpkin somewhere. But yeah. I guess I it's mean, limited space and stuff because they're back in the performance center now, aren't yeah. they? So. Yeah, I mean, they do got the giant SmackDown fist still, so they got to have the pumpkin. <laughs> do you remember on one of the games? Um, I can't remember what game it was, but there was this, I, think, I don't know if it was a glitch or if it was like a little hidden thing, but you could actually climb up on that big SmackDown fist and then jump off of it. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. God, what's, which which game was that? I'm trying to, was it, because I don't think you could. Um, I want to yeah. say it was like, here comes the pain or. I think it was like, that one. I was going to say, here comes the pain. I want to say it was one of those, one of the earlier ones on mm-hmm. the kind of newer consoles um so to speak but um no like going back though i did um i did enjoy the the set myself i I do enjoy when they make an effort rather than what we get with the thunderdome where it's just the same stage with just like (laughs) graphic on it it's just boring so i'm glad that they put a little bit of effort in here as well like i enjoyed the little graveyard um at ringside um and then, like, Shotzi was sitting in, like, an electric chair to open the show. thought that was Freaking really good. Cool. With a fake chainsaw with the sparks and everything. I was like, yeah, it was great. I don't think that was fake. I reckon that was legit, you know, yeah. like, um, like a, not, not like a chainsaw. It was more like a, um, an angle grinder, wasn't it? Yeah, something uh, like that. It kind of creates sparks. Um, yeah. The only uh, reason why me- I would say... Sorry, mm-hmm. go on. Oh, I would say it looks like a chainsaw because in every horror movie, when someone gets a chainsaw, you got to see the sparks and everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, the only reason why I would say I thought it was real, because um, I don't know if you know, but like Lady Gaga, when she does her shows, um, or when she used to do her shows, <laughs> not that anyone's doing any shows at the moment, but um, <laughs> she used to have them like on her, like these spark generators. So they mm-hmm. are safe. She oh, okay. used to wear like you know, so like she had two coming out of like her you know her boobs, and then one oh, coming yeah. out of her crotch area sort of thing. So like yeah. I don't, I, you know, I think they are fairly safe to be around. Like she had it, you know, very close to her. So, um, 
I reckon that was real, what Shotzi yeah. was doing. I reckon if they showed her how to do it properly as well, like trained yeah. her up in the day or whatever. But um, Yeah, but that was definitely not the last we saw of um, Shotzi throughout the night. Mm-hmm. She had three costume changes and looked incredible in all of them. Sensational, in fact. Um, if you're like me and you're into that kind of alternative look, you'll love Shotzi Blackheart from this episode of NXT. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just one that you picked up as well, the orange ropes, I thought was a nice touch. Didn't notice it right away. I think it was my colours, uh, my TV's colour distortion. I didn't oh, notice okay. it was orange until kind of like halfway through the Johnny match. I was like, those ropes aren't the same uh, colour, are they? <laughs> oh, it's um, orange. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or maybe it was my eyes because I was getting tired. But, um, right. but yeah, no, the uh, I thought the set was really cool. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Like I say, I always enjoy when they make an effort do enjoy an effort made so awesome um so match one might as well go in order just for the um the sense of a bit of structure for once on a mm. on an episode um so yeah we had uh jack skellington as a or johnny gargano versus mm-hmm. uh damian priest supposedly damian priest was dressed as sting uh, yeah, I got the I got the impression because during the match, because the dude was literally doing a stinger splash to Johnny Gargano for like a good five times, like stinger splash, stinger splash, stinger splash. I was like, oh. If they hadn't told me that he I would have never guessed. Yeah, he was just to me. It was just wearing like you know black kind of tights rather than yeah. um, his colored of... tights that he steals from Rhea Ripley's wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Um, but I liked that most of the um, people on the show uh, last night did kind of make an effort with their attires as well. I thought it was a nice little, um, nice little yeah. touch. I mean, we'll get to um, uh, Jack Skellington's uh, counterpart a little bit later. But mm-hmm. um, so we span the wheel um, for the first match and became a Devil's Playground match. What were your? Um... Actually, let me just say quickly on the wheel. Buried Alive was on the wheel, right? And Uh I was like, when I was a kid growing up, that match used to actually like shit me up a little bit because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you you think wrestling's real, you know. So I remember watching Buried Alive matches when I was young, thinking like, oh my god, someone's actually gonna die. And um, (laughs) I was like, when they put it on the wheel, I was like, there's no way that they're gonna do a Buried Alive match. Absolutely no way. So you know, I definitely think the wheel was kind of gimmick in the sense that like it was always going to be the outcomes that we got for the re- for you know for the relevant matches so to speak so um, yeah i was wondering it's like are they really doing this live cuz like i was thinking you know as as a not as a wrestling student how do you put a match together if you don't know what uh what match you're actually going to be in i mean probably you'll know the finish but do you just call that on the spot or what i was just thinking like that <laughs> And if there's anyone that's going to call it on the flyer, when you look at who was in these relative matches, you know, like Gagano, his mm-hmm. incredible, and then, you know, the main event being Candice and um, EO, they've worked together like quite a few times now that yeah. you think that they could just nail it to. So, mm-hmm. um, but if, it, if it's me saying from my honest opinion, these, you know, the will was definitely gimmicked. You know, it had a big kind of black curtain behind it as if to say there was someone there stopping it, you know. So, um, oh, I, didn't, I didn't think of that. Huh. Did you not? Uh, I honestly thought like, oh, yeah, there's obviously someone on the other side of that kind of slowing it down. 
ready to stop it in a certain spot or whatever. So, but yeah, um, match one was Devil's Playground, which I had no idea what that meant to start Me with. Neither. Yeah. Just, and then when the match kind of got going, I just kind of was like, okay, so it's just like a false count anywhere hardcore match or um, street fight, or whatever you want to call it. And I was just sort of like, how many different ways can WWE come up with renaming like that match concept, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just kind of like, it goes false count anywhere. It's like, oh, we're going to call that a devil's playground match now. But um, I have to say, it didn't take me away um, from the match at all. I thought the match was really, really good. Really yeah, entertaining. Great opener. Great. Yeah. Great, great, great start to the show. Yeah. So anything in there that um, stood out for you? Little spots that you liked? Mm, well, you know, I, right now we're actually uh, trying to like, you know, study like how, uh, the stuff we're uh, learning at school. So I kind of mainly watched the, the beginning of the match before I started going all over the place. So I was watching the basic, you know, elbows and, you know, how Damian Priest was getting his shine and then Johnny Gargano basically cut him off when they went into the back area and he started, like, you know, uh, throwing stuff at him. Uh, and I like the fact I like how when they started climbing up to the up near the wheel, that was pretty fun too. So like I don't know, I was looking at the actual physical uh, wrestling aspect of it and just you know enjoying the gimmick parts of it, you know. Have you found then since like training or practice or however you call it, you you are watching it differently now? Yeah, that's actually what they want us to. Do. They want us to. Uh, you know, other than watching it as a fan, try and watch it as someone who's trying to, like, like a wrestler, right? So that's how I broke it down, the match, you know. Like, at first they were actually wrestling, you know, freaking stinger splashes and back elbows and, you know, all that stuff. And then they got into the actual, uh, you know, devil's playground aspect of it. It's like, okay. Well, with with that being said, then, do, do you think, like, as, as good as that is for what it is that you want to do, do you mm-hmm. think in terms of like, you know, long term watching a product, do you think that's going to take you away from it slightly in terms of like the enjoyment kayfabe side of things? Or do you think you're going to enjoy it more because you're like watching it in more of a constructive way? Uh, I don't think it's going to take me away because like then I could say, oh, that was a cool spot. I like the transition here and there. And I've noticed that the last few weeks when I'm watching it like that, I remember uh, the tag team title match between uh uh, Breezy, Dango, and uh, and uh, Lorcan and Birch. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And even our teacher talked about, uh, Breezy talked about uh, how the match was constructed. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So, I don't know. Like, the, like breaking down the match is actually starting to be a really cool part of uh, watching the product, in my opinion. Mm, okay. No, that's interesting. I mean, speaking from my, my point of view, you know, wrestling training isn't something I'm ever going to do. So yeah. I'm literally just watching it as a fan all the time. So it'd be interesting in the coming months to kind of get different opinions, you know, as you kind of train yeah. more, I guess, get you mm-hmm. know, get more hands on with it. So, yeah, that'd be interesting to hear um, coming up soon, I guess. So uh, the bits I liked from this match, I know it like proper cheesy bit, but um, when there was a casket, at the top. Oh, the casket, and, uh, yeah. It freaked out and, um, Johnny. Honestly, it looked like... Um, so do you remember from WrestleMania 30 when um, Undertaker was making his entrance and he had a casket for everyone that he'd beat? 
like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. on, on the streak sort of thing. It looked like one of those exact same caskets. It's almost like WWE have this like contract with a casket supplier. I but, see um, what they do. <laughs> it looked exactly the same. And uh, <laughs> when it had that like skeleton in it or whatever, it was proper like stupid, but like it made me chuckle slightly. I yeah. was like, that was stupid. But the yeah, fact that like, he actually oh. super kicked the the what was it what was it there like a skeleton or something like that i think so yeah i want to say it was just sort of like a little um like a little prop skeleton that kind of came out as it opened sort of thing yeah Yeah. um but like going back through halloween havoc history it is a gimmicky pay-per-view and it Mm -hmm. is a like like there are a lot of silly aspects to it and i think they held that up quite well um yeah you know as well as having good in-ring um stuff I mean, yeah, there's a bit, sure. late, a bit later to talk about the main event as well, where there was like a silly aspect of that match too. But mm-hmm. um, I thought it was cool in that sense that you can kind of keep both both bits going. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there was some other bits I really liked. There was um, there was a point where it was in where it was in ring where Gargano was on the apron and then um, uh, Priest did this massive like choke slam bomb like sit down choke slam he did to him like pulling him back into the ring and mm-hmm. at that point i actually thought that might have been the end like right. it really suckered me into but I, I think it was quite early on in the match like only like 10 minutes into the match or something and i was like mm-hmm. is that a finish like it literally looked that good that i thought oh that could actually be a finish so right. uh, Ooh, there the was this there was this one spot uh the sliced bread onto the the steel steps i was like oh <laughs> as well yeah like um I didn't note that one down, actually, but I'm glad you picked up on it because um, yeah. Damien Priest has this weird relationship with steel steps, right? <laughs> I swear it's part of his character now, the steel steps. <laughs> he is always taking, like, oh, brutal All bumps. the nasty ones on him. Um, but speaking of, like, bumps, I guess, the ending where it was, like, um, Johnny smashes him over the head with um, a gravestone, whatever it was. <laughs> Um, which looked great on television that's what I mean yeah (laughs) it actually looked really good and then where Priest kind of flies through all this kind of stuff um, Mm -hmm. I thought it looked really good like it looked really cool like like you say from a TV action point of view I thought it looked really really good Um, but then it did take Johnny ages to get to the pin because he was was, mm -hmm. where Damien Priest fell off he had to be like oh shit how do I get there and he had to kind of walk all this long way around crawl all the way but um but then he did get the one two three because i thought oh he might kick out of this because it's been so long but um but no he did get the one two three with a little help from um from our friend ghostface from the scream franchise ah yeah so well first uh ghost uh ghostface he used what was it a pipe on freaking damian priest and then he just handed johnny the gravestone yeah um i like just to start with with the whole ghostface thing I was mm-hmm. surprised that they were would be allowed to use an actual movie franchise character like on TV. I right. would have thought it would have been like a generic, um, a generic looking mask, you know, like a scary ghost or whatever. But this was actually Scream, you know, Ghostface from Scream. You know, it was that clear that that was the costume. So mm-hmm. um, it'd be interesting to hear like whether or not they had the legal requirements in, in kind of allowing that to happen. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, USA uh, helped them out with something like that. <laughs> yeah, it must be, must be. Um, 
pretty boring of me to pick up on, but it was something that crossed my mind. As like a big horror movie buff, I was literally like, hmm, are they, are they allowed to use that? You know, as like, that was just one of my thought processes. But, well, because um, I know, uh, I know, like, you see those masks here during Halloween all the time. So I was just, I didn't even think of it like that. I was like, huh, maybe uh, it's such a basic mask now that they could actually use it. I didn't think of it like that. Like I say, I, it was a very boring thing of me to pick up on. But I was like, hmm, the business part of me is like, no, that, that can't be allowed, surely. But um, okay. now, who do you think Ghostface is or was? Oh, well, the first one? Oh, I think it's Austin Theory. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Because well, um, I remember yeah. him and uh, Johnny and Austin had a match uh, a few weeks back, and Johnny was actually like, huh, this kid's not bad. And I remember they've had a couple backstage segments together. So I was like, could be him. And then Austin Theory did sort of, quote, unquote, quit last week. So I was like, maybe it's him. That's what I was thinking, though, because I was like, as you said it, I was like, but didn't he quit? Like, I swear last week he was like, oh, I'm done with this shit and drove off. So yeah. hmm, maybe it's a different way of bringing him back. I mean, the only person that crossed my mind was um, Indy Hartwell, who's kind of been linked to the Garganos um, for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. But the person in the costume looked a bit too big to be her. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think it was her. But um, wasn't the last time we saw Ghostface anyway throughout the night. But, um, but yeah, Johnny Gargano wins and is your new uh, NXT North American champion. Um, so there was hope after this. Yeah. So after Johnny won, there was hope for us, for our girl. <laughs> we were like marking out. On... We actually were. Like we were chatting, watching it live last night. And um, we were both on Instagram and then on uh, Twitter. And I was like, Candace could win. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, you're saying there's a chance. Literally, I was like, oh, my God. Um, which was good because then it kept the excitement up for the rest of the show. Um, and I didn't feel tired, like watching it live because i mean I've, it finished at two still here you know just after two so it was still quite a late night um considering as well like some of the rest of the show um was kind of just like regular nxt yeah. i guess um mm -hmm. there were some nice moments but um which we'll kind of speak about i guess so yeah i'm just trying to find where it was in the show i think it's next where um they went to well. They went to the commentary desk for a little while. Had a little chat at the commentary desk because um, Wade Barrett uh, or Stu Bennett challenged. Um, is it Vic Jovi? Jo yeah, Vic, Vic jo Joseph. Yeah. Uh, challenged him to a uh, dress-up competition last week, and um, <laughs> all I've wrote down is uh, so it's different for you. But over here it's called Where's Wally. But oh, for where's you, Wally? Where's Waldo? Waldo, right? And. Um, yeah. Yeah, all I've wrote down is the word Wally um, for, uh, for Vic Joseph. For me, he wins because Stu uh, Bennett, Wade Barrett just came as, came as himself. So um, That's what made me laugh. I was like, this dude just came up as Bad News Barrett. <laughs> and he said it as well. He said the line. I was literally like, say the line, say the line. Say and he said, I'm and afraid I've got some bad news for you, Vic. <laughs> it was so funny. I enjoyed that. Um, and then we go back up to the ring. And we have um, Pat McAfee with the, um, the new tag team champions. So just just to start on this, like obviously the, the segment grows, but um, Pat McAfee is great on the mic. But this, I felt like he was talking for ages, and um, he had the tag team champions next to next to him, and it was like they might as well have not been there to start with. I was like, right. he just 
he was just talking about like his rivalry with Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era, and I was like, but what have these other two next to you got anything to do with that? And I was yeah. like, how about you them up as well? And then eventually we got there, but I felt like he was talking for for such a long time. Um, but Q, um, Undisputed Era's music hits, Kylo Riley comes out, um, or almost looked to kind of take on three of them at once. Um, and then totally unexpected for me, and I actually really popped at home. I was no, like, oh, I popped too. I was like, oh snap, when I heard the the music. <laughs> The bruiser way. He's got good music as well, isn't he? It's like an actual, like, you know who it is straight away by hearing that music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Pete Dunne, the bruiser way, has returned to NXT. Um, looking Jack, I might add. Like, oh, had, yeah. Uh, Pete Dunne, his body goals right now. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> he had a sleeveless top on and he's just like, oh, the pythons were out, you know? I was right. like, guy. Um, and then. So he, it looks like he's about to help Kyle O'Reilly, and Have even two if, steel chairs and everything. Yeah, with two steel chairs, right? As if to say, oh, well, you know, I'll help you out, sort of thing. And then it just goes to show how short wrestling fans' minds are, because right. I was he sucked in, thinking he's going to help Kyle O'Reilly. Me too. He? I was like, oh, he's actually going to help him. He's a baby face. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then before you know it, uh, Pete smacks Kyle O'Reilly with the chair, and I was yeah. like, what? At the time when I was watching it, I was like, what the hell? And yeah, then <laughs> it wasn't until the ad break um, where I was scrolling through Twitter and I was like, yeah, actually, you've got a valid point. Makes sense. <laughs> Why would Pete Dunne help out the Undisputed Era? They've caused him nothing but pain over the last couple of years. And right. I was like, honestly, why did I not pick up on that? And that's and, um, crazy because uh, I think the whole Undisputed Era and Pete Dunne thing was like literally from the... When did freaking uh, Roddy join uh, Undisputed? Was it 2018, I think? It was... Um, or 2017. It was the end No, 2018, of, yeah. It was the end of a Dusty Rhodes classic, wasn't it? Like the final. Yeah. yeah. And um, Roddy and Pete Dunne and then um, uh, Undisputed uh, beat them with the help yeah. of Roddy. Like, yeah, Turner. Roddy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also, like, it showed where um, him and Matt Riddle were together and they were getting beat down by Undisputed. And then it was, mm-hmm. like, uh, war games as well. They've been in war games matches against each other. So right. when you think of it, it would have made no logical sense for Pete Dunne to help out Kyle O'Reilly here. Exactly. But it was very clever in the sense of, like, where since uh, Pete, Pete's been away, like, UE yeah. have gone babyface. So it's like... Hmm. <laughs> you know, so it was a, it was a thinker. I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it caught me out. I'm not ashamed to say that either, because like as a wrestling fan and a wrestling mark, that's good, isn't it? That's yeah. that's what you want. So um, rather than like there was people on Twitter that were like, oh, I saw that were coming a mile away, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm not embarrassed to say I didn't see that coming. You know, no. I thought it was. Cool. I really yeah. enjoyed it. So um. The so people yeah, Pete, in the back, the people in the back know that wrestling fans have the shortest freaking memories sometimes. So that's why they actually did it. And I'm like, yeah, you got me. I ain't gonna lie, they got me. Everyone complains about long-term storytelling and long-term right. booking. When you get it, people are upset, yeah, <laughs> and it's right. like you can't. So you can't um, win. <laughs> reminds me back to something Seth Rollins said because he's like, <laughs> he blames the fans a lot 
he's always like, oh, the fans don't know what they want. You know, we give them something that they want and then they're not happy and then they want the next thing. So it's like, you can never please them. And I was like, at the time, everyone was like, oh, fuck you, sir. But I'm like, you know what? He's got a point. (laughs) He has got a point. Um, Yeah, I just thought I'd pick up on that. Like I say, it was, um, that could have happened on any any NXT really, rather than being Halloween Havoc. So Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the next match, we had... um, the cruiserweight match. It wasn't a for title, I don't think. No. Uh, it was just Santos Escobar versus um, Jake, Jake Atlas. Atlas. Pretty short. Um, again, it was like you know filler between two you know slices of bread as such that were like stacked in the sense of Garg- the Gargano side of things. Um, yeah. But no, I thought this was was quite cool. It's nice to see Escobar in um, the Ray Mysterio attire from. Mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc before, so that was a nice little uh, throwaway. Yeah. It looks like he changed his finisher as well, like this butterfly face buster onto his knee. I don't know if you noticed that, but um, oh yeah, I did. Like, cause he didn't use his uh, phantom drive driver. But then again, the match ended when uh, you know Raúl Mendoza gave, uh, wore a mask, which was gimmicked, headbutted uh, Jake Atlas, and then went to that finish. It's actually a really good idea as well to have a gimmicked mask. Um, oh yeah. Just, Amount of luchadors there are out there. I feel like why has no one done that before? Maybe they right. have in Mexico, but I haven't. I don't. I personally it. have never seen one like that. No, I don't think I've ever seen it in like WWE. But um, but yeah, no, it's quite a cool idea. Quite a cool idea. But like I say, that was only very short, short little segment. So um, we had um, moving on. We had <laughs> Cameron Grimes and uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Dealing with uh, William Regal, like William Regal kind of telling him where to go to start this haunted house. And he was malarkey. trying to get out of it so bad. I know, right? Um, I use the word malarkey because that's exactly what this is, really. But um, <laughs> it had some funny little moments in it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the... Um, there was a bit where he was in the bathroom and it was like the scene from The Shining where it's oh, like... Yeah. Body. Dexter Loomis has a sister. Yeah. Don't don't mind me. Let me it's make like some a... room for Cameron Grimes. Jumping yeah. in the shower. Cameron Grimes. Yeah, it's like a body becoming. You know, like if you've seen The Shining, a body yeah. in the bath with the curtains pulled comes out, and then it turns out to be like a zombified body sort of thing, and then scares freaking, the person. It looked like the Grudge, that th- the freaking zombie thing, and it's like, holy crap, that actually looks legit. <laughs> I've been watching horror films like last couple of weeks building up to Halloween. I haven't Me watched too. The Grudge. Might watch The Grudge. There was like a new one made, wasn't there, like the other year? Yeah, um, that one wasn't that great. Uh, just stick to the uh, original. Yeah, I'm going to write that down now, actually, as we speak. So, um, was there anything else you liked uh, in this, um, what's it called? House of Horrors set up? Uh, was it a house, was it House of Horrors? Anyway, uh, I liked the, uh, you know. Sorry, no, know, it was. Haunted House of Terror, Haunted, man. There you go. A, a, a House of Horrors was the Bray Wyatt match with Wharton, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah, which was quite similar, really. <laughs> yeah. When you uh, well, I like the, you know, I, the Freebird the Freebird Michael uh, Michael Hayes came out of a creepy white van. It's just, I first of all, not a smart move by Cameron Grimes. Just get into a, a white van with smoke coming out with a creepy looking guy in the passenger seat so sure why not then all these zombies at the uh 
at the haunted house and freaking uh the referee was also zombified like hey is this pinfall or submission hey ref and he goes, I was like holy crap <laughs> and yeah. he actually runs all the way back to to the capitol wrestling center <laughs> but yeah so yeah the three birds thing stupid but funny still like if it wasn't michael pierce hayes it it wouldn't work just because yeah. of how flat he dresses and stuff. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you only have to see him on the screen, and it's funny. It's like and I like full uh, orange jack-o'-lantern looking ass. <laughs> I, I just liked how Bad Street USA was playing in the background as well. Uh-huh. Like yep. he had his entrance music to get out of a car door. But um, yeah, like don't get into strange vans, kids. Whatever you do, yeah. don't just jump into random vans with people, especially don't weird. Don't be looking. like Cameron Grimes. Although the guy in the he was in the passenger seat. He wasn't the driver because there was another driver on the opposite side of the door. Yeah, I um, saw that. The Grimes got in. So there was just like, it was almost like a bit haunted mansion-y with the guy mm-hmm. who was kind of sitting in the passenger seat, not moving. Um, but yeah, this was just really silly for me. There, there was a bit as well, like with the referee. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to get this reference, right? But did you ever used to watch Rugrats? Yes. Um, do you remember there was this episode where um, uh, Chucky and his dad, Chaz, I think his name was, yeah, exactly. they kept having the same nightmare where, um, <laughs> so basically when the referee turns around, he's got like a, a contorted face. Yeah. All I thought of, I'm not Stu. Do you remember <laughs> that? Oh, that episode. Holy crap. Wow. That's such an old episode. Just oh, showing my, my age now. You gave me the you gave me the nostalgia of it though. I love. Oh my god, yes. I, how did I not catch that? <laughs> yeah, it's literally like where um, Stu kind of turns around to Chaz like in his dream or whatever, and then he's like, got. I'm not Stu. Stu <laughs> with like a contorted face, and then Chaz wakes up from his dream all like scared. But yeah, no, <laughs> that was like my first thought. But um, but yeah, it tickled me still. There was like some stupid bits in this match. When it got to the ring as well, um, which I think was like a segment later because it said like to be continued. Yeah. Um, it annoyed me slightly because uh, there were these like following Cameron, Cameron Graff, following mm-hmm. them, following him to the ring. Like there was yeah. all this to start with. And then it was like he was coming through the graveyard. And these two like zombies, if you want to call them that, looked just like Cirque du Soleil performers. And yeah. it was like they never looked like he, he never looked like he was any, in any kind of danger. It was sort of like they were just sort of doing like this kind of, you know, night night of the living dead kind of dance. Yeah, kind of like well. contortionist, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And then, um, and then yeah, Dexter Loomis chokes him out for the win. So uh, <laughs> Dexter Loomis was your winner. I don't think that really means a whole lot. but um, yeah, I really did. I think it was just because, you know, Dexter Loomis sort of kind of like, serial killer vibes like oh let's put him on halloween havoc and have him uh quote unquote kill cameron grimes <laughs> yeah exactly i so, like the, there was this little comment that beth uh beth phoenix said uh while they were in the ring i was like are these zombies and then it's like well uh i know uh zombies like to eat brains so cameron grimes shouldn't worry about that yeah because he doesn't have a brain he is cameron <laughs> um so this match technically happened, like with the to be continued, but technically happened after Rio versus Raquel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to go back slightly, I guess. Um, just a little bit. Keep, keep it out of order, but um, yeah, Rio versus Raquel. What a match this was. Oh, uh, this. 
hard hitting. Because mm-hmm. I never thought it would be that good, to be honest. I've never, I've not been that invested in Raquel um, Gonzalez until now. I know she's yeah. been like helping out Dakota, so you've probably been into her more than I have. But yeah. um, this was so good. Like there were some bits in this that were like proper stiff. Like, um, <laughs> oh my god, I heard this really funny. Um, I can't remember where I heard heard it, but um, it probably won't mean much to you because you're American. But it was like um, uh, this match was stiffer than a teenager finding Babe Station, which basically over here is a TV show where um, or a TV station that goes on after dark where uh, women are topless on it, basically. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fun that's funny. Break. It kind of it kind of is like uh, here in America. Uh, uh, after after dark, there'd be uh, girls gone wild on on the channel. So it's like, oh, okay. So I get I get it actually. It's <laughs> probably something similar to that, yeah. But it was like um, it was just a funny reference I heard the other day. And uh, yeah, they, it, I was waiting to use it when there was a match that was like really stiff. And I was yeah. like, this is the one. <laughs> I was like, this is the one where I can use that stupid joke or that stupid reference. But um, but yeah, no, this was really good. Going back to it, um, Rhea and Raquel. I'm glad Rhea won. Just because, mm-hmm. like, you know, like we were saying, they kind of dropped the ball with her a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, after Mania, so it was um, it was glad to see her win. But there were some really, really good bits in this. Um, there was a power bomb, sort of power bomb that uh, Raquel did to Rhea, like ringside, where she like smacked her against the um, the like plexiglass cage yeah. thing, and then and then just slammed her to the ground too. I was like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> you could see as well, like the refs. Um, like proper, like came in well quick to see. Are oh, you yeah, all right? You know, check on her. Look, yeah, look really odd. Um, and then Gonzalez also did this like really cool looking um, spinning power slam, like towards the end of the match. I thought. Oh was, yeah, um, yeah, like, Was really yeah, yeah. good looking. They were just my two like little pickouts for the match itself. But um, no, the, yeah, uh, re- they they let went... uh, Raquel Raquel shine pretty well in this one. Yeah, like I say, I mean, I I hadn't um, hadn't really been into a. Um, much to be honest yeah because with dakota she just you know the muscle and gives eventually gives everyone a big uh one-armed uh power bomb but they actually let her shine i'm really happy they let her shine it was pretty good even though in a loss she came off looking really good definitely definitely um and to be honest any normal week that would have been my my match of the night (laughs) but with what comes (laughs) (laughs) comes next it wasn't so um are you finished up with that match, by the way? Did you? Uh, oh, have a- yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Rio wins with uh, one big riptide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, she tried to do it off the top rope as well. Which, which would think- have been pretty cool, actually, if she could have gotten uh, her up there. But hey, Rio yeah, wins. Yeah, like she was struggling a bit because um, she probably weighs quite, a- not to be rude, but, you know, they weigh. No, a that, that girl's six foot tall, so I'm pretty sure she's heavy in a good way. <laughs> gonna be a bit heavier but i remember rip uh, she did the riptide i think to tony storm to win the um nxt uk women's title i think she did it off the top rope then and I she also did it to Shayna baszler from the top rope to win the nxt title as well you women's think, title yeah for sure that one i don't know if the tony storm one's accurate it might not be but um definitely remember doing it to Shayna now that you mentioned it but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah anyway moving on to the main event of the evening was, what uh, a main event wow. <laughs> Ah, this was so good. Oh, it was great. So before we get into it, let's just go back to the beginning. So we had Johnny Gargano dressed as Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with those films. Of or course. That film, 
Um, so Candace naturally was Sally. Sally. Like, oh my god. Um, I saw it. I saw her. They posted it um, like an, before. an hour before the show, maybe. Yeah. So uh-huh. my excitement was kind of popping before the show started. But um, are you a Nightmare fan? Oh yeah, absolutely. I watch the freaking movie yearly. <laughs> so um, being where I work. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like one of our biggest sellers this time of year. Of so to see it incorporated into something else that I love, I thought was so good. Um, and yeah, I really, really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, so yeah, Sally, um, <laughs> Sally, Candace versus Eo uh, was our main event, and the wheel was spun again. Um, Ooh, before you get to the wheel, uh, yeah, 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 Poppy. <laughs> so yeah want to get yeah I, I have got poppies noted down actually i'm sorry okay. about that yeah. um noted down but not in a um because i couldn't tell if she was singing or not i couldn't really okay, hear her I, I said that too but then again i know poppy has a soft voice but uh yeah i was like is she actually singing and then i could tell more when she got into the ring with you okay she's singing it's just really soft so when all i heard was hey i'm poppy and that was it that's all <laughs> i heard um and then yeah like literally she was following her to the ring and that was kind of about it but yeah. um I, if that did something for you great oh well i love i like her <laughs> but, music so i was like okay the the, uh, the song was scary mask so i was like all right cool but she just kept repeating the same the same verse like, oh i thought you were gonna put like actually perform the the whole song well part of at least part of the song not the same verse over and over again but it was fine for what it was I have to say, like, totally wasted on me. Um, I know I know of her now because, you know, like, Triple H is obviously a massive fan of hers because he gets her for, like, every show. For, like, takeovers much. and stuff like that, yeah. He loves her, doesn't he? Um, yes. But I haven't actually gone to listen to any of her music. Like, I haven't been sold on her, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. a bit wasted on me. But if you liked it, all, all the power to you. Yes, so, all the power um, to me because I liked it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, if it's not pop, I'm not into it <laughs> usually. So. Um, although I don't know, so you not you wouldn't wouldn't have heard it at this point. But I've done a new intro for the show, so people would have heard a new intro prior to this episode. And I threw in the Bowling for Soup Alexa Bliss, like a little snippet of that, which is quite cool. So, have you heard that? <laughs> the the Alexa Bliss song. Yeah, you heard it. I, I actually have it on my phone during my workout because I think it's hilarious. The, I can't believe someone actually wrote a song for Alexa Bliss. I think it's great. And <laughs> she's been great recently, so that's why I was like, I'm putting her in there. But um, <laughs> her normal music's a bit too generic, so that's why I was like, you know what? I could throw that other thing in there. So anyway, that was <laughs> that's at the uh, start of the show. So um, go back to listen to that if you haven't, um, if you skip through or whatever. Anyway. We span the wheel again. Um, Shot Siri appears looking fine. Um, and yeah, she spins the wheel. And um, I was gutted that I didn't get my Buried Alive match, <laughs> even though I don't want either of these women to die. Okay. But, um, oh, I would have been so upset if like, we've seen Candace like, or EO like, oh my God, she's dead. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, she, you have to wait until WrestleMania for her to come back and make her big comeback like right. Undertaker. The Taker did way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, I, I didn't hear what it was called. Like I saw, it, I saw it was like rather than TLC, it was TLS. 
Yeah, and tables, I, ladders, and scares. Yeah. So I, I But there I, was only one scare thing in the whole match. So I'm stupid, right? And mm. I said tables, ladders, and stairs. And stairs. I was like, I know, right? And I was like, why would you just replace chairs with stairs? That makes no sense. And then I was like, oh, okay. When I later on found out that it was scares, I was like, oh, of course. You know, I was having a moment, you know, at that point, it was probably about quarter to two in the morning. So I was obviously yeah. having a moment. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, alluding to, we alluded to a little bit earlier, there with the Johnny one, we had the kind of casket bit. With this one, we had where Candace pulls out the table and it had... Um, a bag of something in there. Yeah, and she opens it up and it's all kind of like limbs. Um, and she was like, oh my God, limbs. And then even EO uh, uses the limbs to hit Candace and she's like, the hell is this? <laughs> she just started throwing them at her. So yep. there's another little undertone to this, which is obviously not intended, but something mm-hmm. I picked up as a fan. So going back to the whole Nightmare Before Christmas thing, Sally's mm-hmm. limbs fall off. Oh, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, she's pretty that. much like stitched back together like throughout the film. And yeah, um, yeah it made me think like, oh, that was a nice little connection to what Candace was wearing in the sense mm-hmm. of like, her limbs could fall off because she's Sally. So I yep. thought that was a nice little touch. But um, again, I don't think that was intended um, from any any of the par- parties involved. But um, but yes, let's talk about this match. What um, other parts of it stood out for you? Okay, so I know um, at one point uh, Candace's shoulder got a little messed up. Uh, so Eo obviously worked on that. And uh, I like this one part where... Um, Candace uh, was, uh, set up a chair and, uh, and, and looked like she was going to give a brain buster to, uh, to EO. And, and it went back to how the rivalry first started a couple years back when uh, EO brain bu- uh, when EO brain busted her onto, uh, onto a chair when, uh, in a steel cage match after she lost to Shayna. And Candace was like, remember this? And like, unfortunately, she didn't get her payback because, you know, EO reversed it. And... Uh, Dropped her on the on the freaking uh, chair. I was like, oh my god, poor Candace. And uh, all I gotta say is freaking uh, Io Shirai. Oh my god, her her knees. How are they not blown out? Because I remember she did like a a running double knees to Candace on uh, on the on the steps, and then she uh, got. Uh, I thought this was such a dumb move by Io. It was like really Candace is legit still conscious and telling her. Come on, and she's laying on the. She's sitting down, laying on the ladder, and Candace moves out of the way and gets the double knee and and Eo double knees her own knees into the ladder, and then the ladder falls on her. On her, I was like, bro, really? Come on, Eo. Candace was clearly gonna move out the way. That's one. It's like some of the few spots. Uh, the moon salt that clearly missed too, and all knees on on the chairs. It's like, bro, your knees are killing me. <laughs> I like um, I like that you picked up on that um, brain buster onto the chair because I was like what we mentioned earlier with the whole Pete Dunne thing continuity you know long term mm-hmm. storytelling I'm like yes I didn't pick up on it myself glad you did so yeah. um, to you there. Uh, one that you didn't pick up on that I thought was really cool was the wild ride she did off the apron through the table. Oh yeah, I was, I was actually I was just trying to I was going to get to that but I was just trying to. Uh, say oh, okay. freaking the, the knees and, and injuries that I was I was looking at for storytelling purposes but 
Oh sure. yeah, the, the wild ride looked great through the two tables. It did. What did you think of like the body outlines on the table, as if it was kind of from a murder scene? Did you think that oh, was a gimmick? Well, well, you know, it was tables, ladders, and scares, so I can see why they like put that uh, spray paint, all that stuff. I was like, okay, I can see that. I didn't mind it. And maybe it was the body that was in the bag that was from right. the crimes too. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Continuity. No, I thought this match was so cool. Like there were some really good spots in there, like you said. Um there was one bit where like there was a big pile of chairs, right, in the yeah. like in the ring. And Eo uh kind of picks up um Candace in like a butterfly suplex kind of style. Oh yeah, I thought she was gonna tiger drive with her on it. Yeah. I was like, Oh my god, she's literally gonna just slam her like face first onto these chairs. And then she did a backbreaker. Yeah, <laughs> I was okay. like, oh, oh, what okay. was the point of that? What was the point of setting up the chairs? <laughs> so, but then I thought maybe she did it to protect her or something. So I kind of thought, um, you know, fair enough. If, I just got to say, Candice LeRae took all the worst spots in this freaking match. I was like, good Lord, woman. So other than all those spots that you just talked through, my last one or my last note that I've got written is Candice died, ladder splat. you know i was kind of worried that she wouldn't break the ladder because you know she looks so light right she's tiny yeah she is i was like oh is she actually when i saw her falling down i was like she actually gonna break the ladder and by god she did (laughs) she did i don't think think she hit it as nicely as they would have liked her to hit oh no because she took it like straight up she straight back and then it like cracked. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they just killed Candace. I was like, uh, I Candace actually, died for our sins to uh, last put, night. Uh, like, I put on my Twitter straight after that happened from um like from South Park. Oh my yeah, god, like, they, they killed Candace. Candace, you bastard. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was uh, a fitting end to like the match. Really, like. Like we said earlier in the show, we were like, oh, Candace could win. And then I was like, Candace oh, just <laughs> Well, it, I really thought she was going to win after um, a freaking, uh, whatchamacallit, she got some assistance as well, like Johnny. Yeah, so, um, yeah, going back to what we said to start the uh, podcast with um, that Johnny match, Ghostface reappears, um, mm-hmm. totally legally and binding with the Scream franchise, obviously. Um and then literally sticks Candace up on his or her neck and like literally just walks her up the ladder as if she weighs nothing. And I was right. like, he's obviously a dude, you know, like without being sexist or rude. Actually, I, was like, I, don't, I don't, I don't think it was a dude. I still think that, I think the second one was Indy. Cause I know in, I'd be watching Indy's uh, Instagrams and uh, Twitter and she's a strong girl. She's like hella strong. So I can see her actually picking her up like that. You reckon? Because it looked like he, like whoever it was just sort of flung her up there and just sort of stuck her at the top of the ladder as if it was yeah, like with. Indy's uh really strong from what mm. I've seen in her workout, so it could be her too, honestly. They All could right. have new disciples, honestly, folks. Johnny yeah. and Candace. Gonna have a new uh, a new nightmare family, so to speak, but on a right. different, which would be cool actually. I quite be quite into that. Um. Speaking of which, actually, I saw someone ringside because there are a few fans in there now. Um, I saw Izzy was there, friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there's also someone wearing the power couple tracksuit. Don't know if you saw Oh, that. yeah, those two. Actually, I actually know them, actually. I've met them oh, before. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is the is the tracksuit available now to buy? No, I, no. I actually went to like, huh, the tracksuit. I went to go uh, check the website, and it's not available yet. So I think they just got it because I think those two and their uh, and their kid are really close with the uh, the Garganos. So I was like, oh, maybe they hooked them up or something like that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, like I feel like the people that are in there at the moment are the ones that you know, the diehard NXT regulars. Yeah. Um, you know, like Izzy and her family have been going forever. And there's also a guy um, in an Everton shirt who goes all the time. Oh too. yeah, the guy who um, wears his favorite Sigurdsson shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if he has Sigurdsson on the back or whatever. It, it, I, it is Sigurdsson. I know it's. Really, well, I know him too. <laughs> Even still, like Everton, I'm like brave man for, to be an Everton fan on like national TV. I, I I remember uh 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 earlier this year when uh when Jordan Devlin was actually able to uh go to uh to NXT and travel. Well, Devlin's a big Liverpool fan, so he got so Devlin got in his face when he saw him with the jersey. He was like, really, Everton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, proper um heated rivalry there between those two. Um, it's so weird as well because Devlin's Irish and it's like the Irish have this connection with Liverpool for some reason it goes like way back um, I don't know way back to early 1900s or something but um, but yeah Liverpool and Ireland have this weird weird connection um, oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's weird because Seamus is also a Liverpool fan he is yeah I, like, that's what I mean it's just very so like a lot of people from Ireland either support Liverpool Celtic or Arsenal there's like these weird connections between mm. like yeah it's very strange I'm not really sure why but very strange either way football but, uh, history fans <laughs> football history that's very hazy because I don't actually know it right but, but yeah about so, the uh, <laughs> always always um mm-hmm. well I'm going to pick your brain on the fantasy later anyway but um <laughs> so uh yeah Io Shirai wins um with the ladder positioning right when Kat, the one that Candace got flung to the top of I don't, yeah, know if she, I don't know if she was close enough to get the title anyway. It looked like uh, she was she too... Could, she could touch it. I feel like if she had gone up, like, maybe one more rung or two, uh, she could have gotten it, but she would have been at the tippy top. So I was like... I, I yeah. think basically it was just, you know, there for her to uh, position her to take the the splash, the freaking splash <laughs> to the yeah. ladder. Take the death spot. Um, but yeah, EO oh, retained... Uh, yeah. And it's oh, still Shotzi helped. Shotzi helped. Uh, uh, oh. helped, helped her out too, because you know she took out the ghost face as well. Of course she did. So yeah, nice to see Shotzi still involved as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, forgot about that. But yeah, Shotzi... it makes sense. It makes sense that she would try and help, uh, or at least try and take out uh, Kansas's assistance, because freaking last time she got uh, Shotzi got uh, hoed out uh, by assistance outside assistance to Candace. So I was like, you know what? She was like, no, I'm going to do something about this. So it made sense. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Shotzi got her head pummeled with her brass knucks the other week. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, fair play for Shotzi getting involved. So, But yes, EO, um, and end of the show was EO holding her gold high. So, um, which again, I'm still not, I'm not disappointed that um, EO yeah, is champion. I, I love yeah. EO, but man, they gave us, actually gave us that hope that after Johnny won. Oh no, I'm literally like, oh damn, you know, Candace is never gonna win the title. <laughs> Ever. She's just gonna be that that good hand in, in NXT, honestly. I literally just keep taking death spots and all Please like. keep please keep her in NXT forever. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, her and well, after the draft where we were predicting that, like, you know, I'm so glad that NXT weren't involved in any of it. Yeah. So, um, uh, kind of nice little segue into what we're going to talk about next, because, um, well, after Helen so, I guess, but um, NXT isn't going to be a part of Survivor Series this year. Have you seen and, this? Yeah, I did see that. I was like, they weren't part of the draft. They weren't part of a uh, Survivor Series. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter were saying they just mad because NXT beat that ass last year. And people actually like NXT, really. Right. So, so let's take out the thing they like. Yeah, for sure. So and everyone uh, was so hopeful that they'd have that triple threat uh, match between uh, Asuka, Io, and Sasha. I was like, and then everyone's like, you had one job, WWE, one job. Think of how good that could have been. You that know? would have been so great. What a missed opportunity. I know, I know. So, yeah, we are now currently on the um, road to Survivor Series, which will be taking place in November at some point. Oh, but- I'm so upset, James, because I was actually supposed to go to Survivor Series this year. It was in Dallas, Texas. So I was like, dang it. Oh, was it? oh no yeah. way. Oh, oh, that sucks, man. Sorry to hear that. Well, yeah. everyone's in the same boat, really. But, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's uh, let's trickle back to the weekend then with uh, hell in a cell. Um, for me, this pay per view was a free match pay per view, like free free match card um, pay per view. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everything else was filler, really. But we'll go for it anyway. Um, yep. Let's start. Should we just start at the beginning again, like we did with um, NXT just then, just for sake of continuity? Otherwise, I'll lose track of what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, um, Tribal Chief match, Roman Reigns versus um, Jey Uso, I quit match um, inside Hell in a Cell. What were your thoughts, my friend? Uh, so, this match was, well, it was more than a Hell in a Cell match. It was like a Hell in a Cell strap match with uh, an I quit match stipulation as well. So, it was like three matches in one. That's how I took it. So much going on in this match, really. Um, again, it opened the show. Probably would have been like my match of the night if there wasn't to be another one. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit later on. But um, but yeah, no, there was some good stuff in this match. Like with the I quit stipulation, I was like a bit, bit um, interested to see um, how it would kind of play out because, you know, from the last match, um, Jay just kind of... What was the word? And it just kept battling on, I guess, didn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't give up in that match. So I was like, he's not going to quit, is he? He's not going to say the words, I quit. So, um, but yeah, like just, just to kind of skip on to that match um, stipulation then with the finish. It was, mm-hmm. quite, um, it was quite unique, I guess, and interesting to see him say, I quit to save his brother mm-hmm. rather than, than save himself, so to speak. But, um, yeah. Just a little bit, up, a little couple of bits that I picked up. Um, throughout the match, did you notice that uh, Roman Reigns had this kind of like gold glove on rather than like? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the Infinity Gauntlet. That's why I saw <laughs> the gold one. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was um, I was literally about to say like Thanos. Um, yep. Roman Reigns is channeling his uh, inner Thanos. Big Daddy Reigns, as they call him on Twitter now. <laughs> is that really? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, in in America, everyone's calling him Big Daddy Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I haven't seen that myself, but um, I keep seeing like Tribal Chief and all that sort of stuff that you know WWE are putting out. 
um, is uh, you know is his name kind of moving forward sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, what do you think of his like guillotine choke like new submission finisher? I mean, it's been pretty effective. He, he took out Braun Strowman, and it looks pretty good honestly because you know we've always gotten the same finish. Uh, 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 Roman, you know, like, you know, Superman punch, spear, and it, he still uses those, but like you didn't, you wouldn't uh, suspect Roman to be like a, like a submission specialist. And I guess he, that's something he picked up while he was, uh, while he was out for a couple months. So it was like, I could see, a, you know, just changing his character a little bit. He's not just the powerhouse. He can actually choke you out now too. And we can, we also say that Roman is a great actor as well. <laughs> He is. Um, when he had that like emotional breakdown, and it was He's like, crying. Um, it's like, are you crying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Uso, uh, Jimmy Uso was like, come on, man, like we can help it's you. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like he was going through like a mental health breakdown crisis where it was like, the title changed you, man. <laughs> yeah, like. You know, we can fix this. Don't worry. We're family. We fix this. And then he's like, I don't know who I am anymore. And I was like, oh, wow. This has got <laughs> oh, my God. This is, this is great. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I say, it was really, really, really good um, in that sense. So I was um, shocked this match was opening the show. I remember they said on the pre-show that uh, the Universal title match is going to be opening. Like, really? It's like, oh, snap. Okay. What a way to start. <laughs> So um, I made this wild, ballsy prediction, I guess, like in the kind of week building um, mm-hmm. after we found out on um, on Raw that, uh, that it was going to be Miz versus Otis, right? I was like, um, Miz to beat Otis and then cash in on Randy. So Randy. That Drew, Drew would lose and then Randy would, so Randy would win and then uh, Miz would cash in on him. So then Randy would be chasing a 15th world title. So basically, yeah. I don't know if you saw on my Twitter, but I put out this like weird prediction for like Mania that um, if Randy kind of hot potatoes the title between now and Mania. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. He'll get to 16 and 16 with Cena and then have them two like go at it. Uh, winner beats Flair's record. Do you know what I mean? I thought that would be cool. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. cool. And you said yeah, Cena wins too. Mm-hmm. And Cena, yeah, I want Cena to win. But um, just a little sidetrack, but um, that was why I thought uh, Reigns and Jay went on first. Mm-hmm. Either that or I thought the women might go on last. Yeah, that's which, what I thought. The women were going to go last. Which they deserved, to be honest. Um, they should have gone on last. But uh, with Drew and Randy, I was like, um, okay, so that might be on last because of like shenanigans. And there were some other wild theories out there, um, which we'll kind of get to, I guess, a little bit later. But um but yeah, going back to the Ray, uh, Ray, uh, Jay and Reigns um, match, I thought it was really, really good, complex storytelling, which is mm-hmm. what SmackDown is killing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it was a really good opener, really good start to the show. Um, it didn't like so with Hell in a Cell. Obviously, three three Hell in a Cell matches are too many. Um, I mean, one's enough, really. But yeah. I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but this is my take on Hell in a Cell as a concept, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not exciting anymore unless someone comes flying off the top. And I mean the very top, just because of how big it is. Yeah. So when, when Shane McMahon went flying through the tables at Mania, um, and then again when he faced Kevin Owens, like unless someone's going to do that, all it is otherwise is a hardcore match just inside a perimeter cage, really. Um, 
you're only as good as the weaponry that's in the match rather than oh this big terrifying structure like no one really uses it anymore you know not like in the old days where mankind got choke slammed through the top and then choke slammed off the top you know it's it's a different it's a different thing now um it's just a gimmick that doesn't really need to be there in my opinion but how do you feel about that what are your thoughts on my opinion um yeah i i agree with you too and also like i agree with the there should only be like one hell in a cell like match like sparingly because i remember back in the days like hell in a cell was used for freaking like blood feuds you know like lesnar uh uh undertaker back in uh like oh oh four oh four something like that oh three right and uh Triple H and Cactus Jack and like and they always went and those two always went to the I remember he went to the top of the cell and always got put through put through the cell so like yeah it's basically it's basically just that it's just a hardcore match with a bunch of stuff and if you can get out every now and then oh they got out of the cell like, so I mean whatever. Um, the cell now is more of a um like a picturesque type thing so is it cell- a toy now as well the is it really? yep. i think that it was- is a toy it's that basically a gimmick yeah yeah but even like back when um so like with when you look at like how big it is now it never used to be that big it was probably like half the size and then like when people come flying off the top that was high enough to be mm-hmm. scary and risky whereas now it's too high really but just because it needs to be this visual spectacle like mm-hmm point that like um in the thunderdome the, the the kind of boards that they have i guess they use the scoreboards um in the arena for hockey or basketball or whatever like mm-hmm. regularly um where it says thunderdome at the moment for wwe like that was yeah. like wasn't much of a clearance from the mm-hmm. top of the cell you know what i mean so they've just made it so big <laughs> like as this like kind of visual spect- spectacle that doesn't really need to be there in my opinion but mm-hmm. they can't go back that's the problem they've made it so big that they wouldn't it would look stupid if they went small again so i don't know it's one of those things that you know it's just there like i actually didn't watch this one live um just because i was working monday but um i was excited for the feuds but not excited for the hell in a cell aspect of the matches if that makes sense yeah well i was kind of curious on the like what like would he will he actually say i quit like you were saying like because you know jay jay didn't actually quit the the first match he had with brains like i wonder how this is going to go and then they involved a strap and everything it's like oh okay there's an (laughs) i quit strap hell in a cell match did you notice with the strap as well he was really struggling at kind of wrapping it around him because it was Uh so long and i was mm -hmm. Go one more, Jay. Go one more. <laughs> like every time he's trying to wrap it around his face or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, this was this really compelling storytelling between Reigns and um, and Jay during, and yeah. well, Jimmy. And after this. the yeah, and after the match, uh, Roman was with the Wild Samoans. Afa and his dad, uh, uh, Sika, is it? Is is that Sika? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is. Or is I'll be No idea. I know them anyway. as the Wild Samoans, but I don't well, know yeah, anything they, about. They were up. They were up on the stage with Roman Reigns as like they they pronounced him basically the the head of the table. And as the stipulation said, uh, uh, Jay and Jimmy and their family are out of the out of the family, and uh, Jay basically has to be his slave now. Yeah, so um, that'll be quite interesting. It looks like we're going to have like a a new faction 
be interesting to see if Jimmy and Jay change. Thing mm-hmm. is, with this um, with this whole dynamic though, you can go so many ways with it. Like this family bloodline goes goes miles, even right. with the people who are, like married in or or whatever, like Naomi, Naomi. and then you've got Nia on the other side of things. You know, like they can go miles with this story. Be interesting to see. I mean, let's 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 be honest. We're all hoping that the payoff is uh, WrestleMania against The Rock, right? Yeah. Mhm. I think that's what we're all hoping is the payoff. So, um, but getting there, I think, can be really good. Um, which I, I don't know if it will need the title, Rock versus Reigns for the title. Don't think it will need it. No, I don't they... think it needs the title. But I'm pretty sure the title will be thrown in there to make it a little bit better. Mm, yeah, WWE love to do that, don't they? So it was. Uh, Feels like you're going to get that prestige. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. So that was match one. Um, so then, I, like I say, everything else like in the middle for me was kind of like filler. Yep. So um, got Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Anything you want to say about that one? Uh, not really, honestly. Like you said, it's it's filler. Uh, Hardy won, right? I totally blanked out on this match because I was kind of drinking as well when I was watching. Uh. I was out so with no, some friends. Um, Elias actually won. He um, he got uh, Jeff got disqualified. Uh, I'm so. sorry. See, the vodka really kind of fucked me over <laughs> <laughs> with the guitar, wasn't it? But um, I guess the only thing I could, like this is fine for like a raw storyline each week because long term storytelling with you know. Yeah, I Elias thought this was going to be on the pre-show. That's what I thought at first. Pre-show had nothing on it really. It had like just the 24/7, but that's irrelevant. Exactly, it's shambolic. I didn't even really think to talk about it. But um, yeah. mm. so the Elias and Jeff thing, it's just like um, long-term storytelling is the only benefit I can talk about from it because yeah. it was like, like oh, you Elias. ran me over. Yeah, and that was about it really. So um, yeah. yeah, following match was uh, Miz uh, defeating Otis, and now uh, is Mister Money in the Bank. Um, Tucker I turned can... on Otis. Yep. I guess that's the main talking point, really. Um, I don't know if you're gonna know or if you're gonna pick up on this because I, I guess mm-hmm. you kind of should with like learning to wrestle. And, and the fact is, I even picked up on it was that um, Tucker was really getting himself into position to turn on Otis. I don't know if you noticed it, but I was like, I could see the turn coming before he did it. Yeah, he was like when he had the briefcase in there in his hand. He's like, all right, you're getting close. Otis coming to you, and you could just see him. He was getting ready to swing the thing too. So I, exactly. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally like, oh, okay, he's turned on Otis before we even saw it. So that was a little bit annoying. But um, <laughs> I don't know where Otis goes from now. Because um, although I don't know if you saw, but Tucker has been traded back to SmackDown. Really? So um, I what think... What's the point it, of breaking them up? Oh, my God, this company, uh, I swear to God. <laughs> so they're obviously going to have a little rivalry on SmackDown for a little while. But um, but yeah, supposedly I don't know how true it is, but supposedly Tucker has traded back to SmackDown, which just puts the whole draft into you know into the air, doesn't it? Really? Uh huh. It's still just giving people. You're still drafting, but not drafting. I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't even know that. I thought he was still going to be on Raw. So um, with this, then you know, only kind of takeaway from the match really is uh, Miz is now your money in the bank um, holder. Do you think he cashes in and wins at some point? Mm, nah, I don't. I don't think they're gonna give the Miz another run with the world title. Honestly, 
Uh, I think I mean, the guy deserves it, if I'm honest. Um, he's dedicated like years of his career and he's only had one title run to show for it. You know, like he is a bit boring when it comes to in-ring, but so is Randy to me. So I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind at all if Miz cashed in and won. I'd be quite quite happy with it, in fact. But um, so just looking at kind of what they are intending to do moving forward, Money in the Bank is um, is the pay per view after Mania, isn't it? Um, I think, or the one or one or two after Mania. So like it will expire then. So mm-hmm. I've heard that rumours that they want to do Randy versus Edge. WrestleMania again, but this time for the title. Title, yeah, that's what I heard too. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen, honestly. So, say you have uh, Rock Reigns and then Orton Edge for both titles. Miz doesn't fit in anywhere there, does he? So, um, yeah, I think he's going to kind of get squandered. I wouldn't even be surprised if John Morrison turned on him and it was like cash mm-hmm. in, and then John Morrison cost him the, the match or something. Yeah, and then. Um, to have a rivalry or something but um yeah i guess i mean miz and morrison are kind of like this act where they're like funny half the time i find i don't know how you see it but for me it's not not everything they do is is a like is a winner you know it's all like hitting this comedy yeah. stick uh, lately so, uh, i've just been thinking they're like comedy you know messing with like Otis and tucker right and and stuff like that and even the freaking uh the law and order thing they did on SmackDown not too long ago. I just thought, I just think right now they were strictly comedy, but I guess the Money in the Bank briefcase kind of got to take them seriously now because now there is a chance Miz could win the title. So it just goes to show, though, like we, you know, we kind of speculated about it at the time when Otis um, shocked the world and became Mr. Money in the Bank, and like at the time everyone went crazy for it. You know, as if to say, oh, you know, he's really popular at the moment and they've put, you know, they've rewarded his popularity. But they had no plans whatsoever to make him champion. You oh, know? absolutely not. And that's just been proven now in the sense that like, oh, shit, <laughs> Otis has got money in the bank. What, what do we do with it? You know, let's get it off him somehow. But um, with the way the women's one went down as well, um, with uh, Becky giving her the title like the night after. It's kind of like, I feel like it's another year of money in the bank wastedness, really. Yeah, no, I feel it's always, like... Mm-hmm. It's always the way, in it, with money in the bank, but hey-ho. Anyway, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. I really like to talk about was the next match. Um, and for me, match of the night, um, arguably match of the week with, you know, in contention with the whole EO and Candace stuff that we've already talked about. Um, mm-hmm. You know how we feel about women's wrestling basically but Sasha Banks the boss defeating my role model Bailey um inside Helen herself for the Smackdown Women's Championship what a frigging match this was loved it start to finish how did you feel yourself sir I loved it I love the storytelling and I called the ending too I was like I was like huh wouldn't it be funny if you know Sasha got the chair and use the bank statement on Bailey. Like, I legit called the end. I was just like, I didn't think she was going to do it, but I was like, oh my God, you actually you know, did it. You know, at the ending as well, like little Sanka I picked up on was, um, you know how she was stomping on it. Um, yeah. She's got statements like locked in and then she's stomping on like Bailey, like 
you know, to get her to tap out or whatever. It's like a throwback to their NXT um, Brooklyn, where, like, Sasha was using the same, like, tactic to get her to tap sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so cool. Like, I, I just love these two so much. And, um, again, like, this didn't really need to be inside Helen Cell because it was, like, down to the weaponry on the inside as opposed to the actual cage. They used the cage once or twice. There was this moment where um, they had a table um, set up and Sasha runs up it and does like the meteora into Bailey, like into the cage, which I thought was a nice spot. But other than that, I can't think of any others where they'd actually use the cage to their advantage. Uh, I think there was that one spot where uh, Sasha did that uh, sunset flip uh, power bomb, and Bailey was holding on for a while, but then uh, Sasha was able to like slam her onto the cell. I think there was that spot too with the cell. Other than that, those are the only two spots I remember. Oh yeah, the sunset flip bomb talk yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Now. I mentioned it. Um, there was a funny bit though where um, <laughs> so I'm not even sure what her intention was, but the Bailey can- was the, Sing- the Singapore canes. Yeah, so she's setting up these kendo sticks, and then um, she just whatever she's trying to do, it's just not working out, and um, she goes like, to the referee. It. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> She was like, I'm all sweaty. Can you do it for me? And the ref was like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> you know, it's so- I didn't hear that, but I just oh, heard where, where she tried to make the little thing with the duct tape and it wouldn't work. Yeah. And she's like, dang it. And it was like the fact that she says to the referee, I'm all sweaty. You do it for me. And the referee's like, what? No, of course not. No. no. So funny. Just gets to, got, got me to a point where like Bailey is so comfortable in this hill persona that she can get away with something like that. Um mm. It was genius. It was so funny. So good. Um, did you expect um, Sasha to win? Um, after they rele- after uh, Bailey's Chronicle was released the day before, I was like, okay, Sasha's definitely winning. I've still not seen that yet. I need to watch oh, that. It's a, it's a good little 30 minutes. Yeah, I need to give that a watch. I haven't got around to it yet. I've been quite busy the last few days. So um, Yeah, because I thought the Chronicle was going to come out, out, out after Hell in a Cell, but then it actually came out the day before. I was like, huh, Bailey might actually lose this title. She'd held it for so long as well. I was like... Over her two that? reigns, over her two reigns, over 500 days. Wow, okay. So this reign was like just over a year. Yeah, fair enough. Um... I'm just hoping Sasha can retain it now. You know, I'll be gutted if she loses another one, like, as she goes After to retain her it. her first defense? Yeah. I mean, she's obviously not going to defend it in the next one, being Survivor Series. So, yeah. um, Sasha versus Asuka, providing nothing else happens in between. Shenanigans. But um, right. I'm just hoping Sasha can hold it for a while, because they they've done her dirty so much. Like, I think she's something like a five-time champion now. But yeah, five-time champion, yeah. It's just sort of like she hasn't retained it once. So, um, just really annoying. No, um, I, I'm very hopeful this time she's actually going to be able to have a a decent reign, kind of like her NXT reign. But for sure. Yeah, I hope I hope they give her a run with it. Um, I think um, it'd be quite cool to see her mix it up with some new people as well. Like I love I love the ba- uh, Bailey Sasha thing. And maybe we can revisit it later, like I say, like Mania, which is what we all wanted anyway. Bailey, um, so Bailey wins the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, like why not? Um, and then, like in in the meantime, have like Sasha versus um, 
Bianca Belair or something like that. Bianca, yeah, um, Bianca Belair. Uh, who else is on that SmackDown roster? Yeah, I mean the the women's stuff is a bit is is a bit like struggling at the moment, I guess. On other than that kind of one feud, you've been mm-hmm. a bit like mm, a lot of it's been a bit questionable, I guess. So um, yeah, Sasha versus Bianca would be quite cool. Um, be interesting to see what Bailey does as well now, because like. Her social media posting afterwards wasn't like she wasn't like bitter or anything. It was kind of like more. It was more like reserved. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. I think I think that shows that she feels like I probably had the title along like enough a long time, you know. So, be interesting to see what she does as well moving forward from it. But um, yeah. No, this this might even go down as like arguably one of my favorite matches this year when we're talking about matches of the year. Oh and, yeah. Uh, in our final uh, podcast of the year, whenever that will be. What is mm-hmm. the last paper of the year? TLC normally. TLC, Christ- yeah. Christmas time. Um, but yeah, this one's definitely going to be up there when I'm talking about favourite stuff of the year. So um, should have gone on last though. Not going to lie. Yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. especially with how the next match finishes. Um, actually, I say that there is a shitty match in between. Can you remember it, <laughs> Bobby yeah. Lash? Against and my guy Slapdick, I mean Slapjack. Slap nuts. Um, yeah. How unfortunate. What what a waste of time this was. Honestly, it was like it was rubbish. Honestly, like I can't say anything good about it. It was just rubbish. It was just there. You know, retribution <laughs> is just dead. Honestly, it's almost like it was in the um uh that would normally have been like the divas match, like between two big matches you know yeah. like the toilet break so if there was like fans in attendance that would have been your toilet break before yep. big main event so um but yeah it was all rubbish as far as i was concerned waste of time um lashley wins yes <laughs> lashley wins all right See, even th- thinking about that last even got me yawning <laughs> <laughs> exactly um speaking of yawning i guess um moving on to the main event randy orton versus drew mcintyre I didn't really get into this at all. Like it was really long, really long-winded, and I just got really bored throughout of it. And um, the only bit that I was like, "Oh," at was when Randy actually won, because I was expecting Drew to win. I guess. Yeah, I thought Drew uh, was going to retain. Honestly, I've heard though that they want to, they wanted to get the belt off Drew so he can win it back when people are back in the arenas. Um, yeah, I did read that too somewhere. Like they want him to actually have his moment, moment. Yeah, uh, which is okay. I hope they don't forget about him. You know, especially yeah. if they go and do Randy versus Edge, um, which doesn't really need to happen for the title. But um, yeah, no. Hopefully, Drew is in the mix now. As like he's going to be in there in terms of like proper heavyweight champion material. You know, hopefully, a couple right. of years from now we're talking about him being like a four or five time champion by that point. So, but yeah, no, Randy versus Drew. Um, the only things I've got noted down for it was so the ladder, uh, ladder, uh, the cage climb. So, mm-hmm. Randy goes up, yeah, goes over the top of the cage, and then it's really annoying because the cage is so gimmicked that there were these holes for Randy to climb down, and then there were mm-hmm. these like ledges for them to stand on, and then Drew eventually goes through the table. And I'm just sort yeah. of like, Oh, you know, like you're, I know it's all for safety and stuff, and I do appreciate that, but it's just 
so visually um, in your face in the sense that, oh, there's a ledge there that they're going to stand on. Right. You know? And then like, oh, one of them's going to go through the table. It was just all a bit meh for me, really. And maybe I was a little bit Helena sold out by this point where we'd already had two good, compelling stories. That, mm-hmm. And then you had you the know, WWE title match, which is the only reason why I think it went last, because it's the WWE title, you know? Um, Yeah, and that Vince loves Randy Orton and Drew. That's probably why it went last as well. Apparently, um, so I found this out for a different podcast. can't remember which one it was, but um, Drew McIntyre, this was the first main event in terms of fin- finishing a show he's had since WrestleMania. Really? Oh, because you know his title. His title never goes on last. It's always either the universal on... title or something else. Yeah, he's not clo- he's not closed out the show since he won it um, at, at WrestleMania, which I found staggering. That's incredible. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like CM Punk's reign when he was the WWE champion. He wouldn't close the the show often. No, CM Punk was very um, what's the word underrated in the terms of from management not from the fans but from management he would never finish them finish the shows yeah like he um considering some of them i mean like some of the matches you think all right fair enough like he had a rivalry with Dolph Ziggler, had a rivalry with lashley but i mean he also had a match with um uh, Ra- uh not randy Orton. he had a match with uh seth rollins at um money in the bank and that didn't even go on last because you had the um otis win that went on last you know yeah so, yeah yeah I just found that to be quite a staggering statistic um, through the lockdown era or the uh, the no fans era that uh, this was literally the first match that he wins the title and then the match that he loses the title were the only Closes. ones. Yeah, the ones to close a pay-per-view, a main event. So found that quite staggering. But um, here's hoping that uh, Drew is still considered championship material. Um because I think he is really, you know, like same, one. Same. I mean, we are heading into now because um, Survivor Series is going to, although it's like brand versus brand, brand warfare that makes no sense because the draft draft was only like last week. But it's right. going to be heavily based around the Undertaker. So, you know, we're going back into, although it's um, 30 years um, of the Undertaker since his debut at Survivor Series. So I'll be okay with this one, but. You know, if we're going to go into part-time world, building up to the Rumble and then Mania time, hopefully Drew doesn't get left on the shelf, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. He should be on the Raw team, if anything. <laughs> Have you seen Raw? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How bad yeah. does the Raw women's team look on paper? Oh, my God. It's the drizzling shit, honestly. So much. So you've got Shayna Baszler, you've got Nia Jax, Nia Jax. you've got Mandy Rose, Dana, Dana Brooke. Brooke, Lana, <laughs> Lana, um, who still got put through a table, FYI, on Raw, which was jokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, are we finished up on Hell in a Cell, by the way, just to kind of move it forward? Um, have you got anything else that you wanted to add? Bailey and Sasha stole the show. There. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Perfect way to end our Hell in a Cell chat. So, um, yeah, just to kind of talk some other wrestling stuff that's going on around oh, the world. Uh, before we uh, move, uh, one thing about the Hell in a Cell match with Bailey and Sasha. Did you notice yeah. the contrasting colors of their gear? 
black for Bailey, white for uh, Sasha. It's like right. light versus dark. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I saw it. Her blue knee pads that went with her hair as well. Yeah, I love that too. Love a bit of colour coordination, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, light versus dark side was lovely. Lovely to see. Yeah, smashing stuff. Um, <laughs> arguably rivalry of the year, that one. Oh, so, for yeah. sure. All right, so yeah, just talk about some other stuff that's going on in the world of wrestling. They changed the Raw theme song again. Oh yeah, I noticed. Is it some kind of like pop rap or something like that? It sounds more rap than pop, I would say. I don't fancy it. Just let's just put it that way. It sounds so generic. uh, I'm like, oh. And I really liked um, Legendary by Skillet. Honestly, I felt like that was one of the best raw theme tunes they've ever had. And I was like, oh, they've changed it again for no real reason. um, Actually, there was a reason for the season premiere of Raw. Smackdowns didn't change, and they had a season premiere. That still stayed the same with ACDC. I'm sure of it. Has it changed? Did it change? I don't think it changed. What I mean, so why would they need to change Raws? I don't know. I feel like they're trying to inject some new life into Raw. Yeah, uh, they've done such a great job injecting new life. I mean, what is going on about Keith Lee? Honest to God. He is now another example of them dropping the ball with an NXT call-up talent. I know he's only been up a couple of weeks or a month or so, but he's been... He beat Randy Orton. He beat Randy Orton clean at payback. And um, I think... Quickly, too, also. And then um, uh, Randy Orton wins the WWE Championship and Keith Lee's not even in the conversation. So, um, the actual hell. Although he is going to be on Team Raw for Survivor Series. Again, I'm really struggling to get into Survivor Series at the moment because they build up this whole brand versus brand bollocks. Go SmackDown is all I got to (laughs) say. Yeah, let's have SmackDown. Go SmackDown. SmackDown's always treated like the B show. I feel this year, there is no reason for SmackDown to lose because they have the better roster, the better rivalries. I swear, if Raw wins Survivor Series, I'm going to... I'm going to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> don't do anything too serious. Um, mm-hmm. With uh, last year's though, we had NXT like boost it. So everyone got really excited for it. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, NXT. and then NXT won overall. They won Survivor Series last year. Yes, and then this they year, did. they're not even going to But um, some exciting stuff, I guess, in terms of match content, you're going to have Sasha versus Asuka again. And they've always delivered every yeah, match. That's going to be a good match regardless. Um, I'm not really into Reigns versus Randy. Nah. Um, nah no, honestly. Lashley versus Two heels. Uh, I feel like Sami Zayn's gonna get his ass kicked. As I hate to say, because you know they treat they treat the Intercontinental Champion like an afterthought. Well, we don't on this show. Not on this show, but the company kind of does. Again, you haven't heard it yet, but um. I'll throw Sami Zayn's music onto the uh, the intro for the show as well, so um, oh, nice. can't, can't leave my boy Sami behind. But um, uh, yeah, Sami versus Lashley. I mean, are we gonna have the? Um, <laughs> do you remember the sisters? The Bobby they, did, Lashley? they did bring up uh, that on Raw. It's like I know uh, Sami Zayn's. Uh, I know uh, Lashley's sisters don't like Sami Zayn. It was like, wow, I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> oh mate, it was one of the worst things. Worst things I've ever seen. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, men's team's still being built, isn't it? I think you had AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and, and Sheamus. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it might be all right. I mean, in in the recent years, uh, the men's matches have gone really long at Survivor Series. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. They're always quite interesting, I guess, but. It's just hard to get into the whole brand versus brand warfare sort of stuff, um, I guess. But uh, anyway, one thing I would like to talk about in terms of other stuff going on is mm-hmm. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Alexa Bliss. Oh, I freaking I did, love that. Love it. I did allude to it earlier. As I said, Alexa Bliss's um, Bowling for Soup song is, uh, is in the uh, intro. Honestly, they are so friggin good honestly like they're my probably arguably my favorite thing on tv right now they're so so good at what they do in um in this week's raw you had the firefly funhouse so she was introduced last week with um she was dressed in kind of almost like freddy 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 krueger yeah that's right Uh um and then this week on the firefly funhouse um (laughs) we had a mad hatters tea party Uh and if any anyone knows me they know i love a bit of alice and um alexa dressed the way she was was kind of like um have you played the game uh i think it's called alice returns to wonderland have you played the game at all i it have was, not actually it was kind of styled on that um let me just check if that was actually the game um but yeah it was uh her styling was actually really good and um i'm here for it put it that way um yeah oh it's called alice madness returns Ah, uh, okay. Which is quite a good game if you're uh, if you're into Alice in Wonderland. But yeah, like the whole um, kind of checkerboard dress thing that she was wearing was uh, was quite a throwback to that, which I thought was really cool. Really enjoyed it. And um, later on in the show as well, where she was almost dressed like Chucky, with mm-hmm. like the good guys kind of um, overall, uh, whatever you call them, uh, the team. What do you call it? What. Uh, what she was wearing, like the jean, it's like a jean overall type thing. I don't know what you call it. But... Pretty sure it's just called like some overalls. <laughs> Those... Fair enough. I thought like there was like a name for it, but um... yeah. Oh, she looked cute in the last segment. I was like, oh, Chucky. I know it's every single reference too. I was like, <laughs> yeah, as we're building to Halloween as well. Why yeah. not? Then she also have the. Then she also have the fiend eyes in one of the segments. Yeah, so she was wearing some sort of like contact lens, wasn't she? I think yeah. where she stared straight down the camera. She like literally what they're doing is fantastic. I know it's like hit and miss for people, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it comes down to what you like outside of wrestling. So I'm a big horror fan and I'm a big Disney fan and a big like story fan, I guess storytelling mm-hmm. fan. So I'm like, yeah, this is ticking all my boxes right now. And I mean, I'm just a fan of Alexa's generally, and I've, I've yeah. been a such a big advocate for Bray Wyatt as well. Um and it looks like he's kinda kinda get involved in the um in the title picture potentially. Mm-hmm. Um as uh there was oh what was it Alexa said? She said something to Randy like along the lines of like burn burn it down or something. Not to yeah. off Seth Rollins, but like in relation to their rivalry at Mania thirty three where like he burnt down the um like the wire. The firefly. Uh, oh yeah, the the what was it called? The uh 
What was the, the Wyatt uh, compound? The Wyatt compound. Yeah, he burnt it down. So it was like... Um, oh, and I don't know if you noticed in, during the Firefly Funhouse, I think it was last week or this week, there was like uh, a photo in the, in the background of when uh, Randy Orton uh, burned down the compound. So I was like, huh. That could be his next rivalry. Yeah. I was going to say it's literally like um, the Fiend is writing all the wrongs that Bray Wyatt lost. Committed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't commit. (laughs) If anything, the company let him down. That's what it comes down to. But, um, and I find it hard to believe that it was long term storytelling to a point where we're at now. Let's let's just book it. (laughs) The Fiend was definitely not an idea at WrestleMania 33. Put it that way. Oh, absolutely not. I do have a hope for Survivor Series, though. So if Randy faces Reigns without any shenanigans going on, um, uh-huh. so The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, hasn't written the wrong of The Undertaker from WrestleMania 31. Mm-hmm. And um, if Undertaker, it's like Undertaker Appreciation Night or whatever, just have mm-hmm. Wyatt at the end of the show. Manable claw him. Yeah, like just kill him and take him out forever. And that's the way Undertaker leaves. That would be so what good. A, what a way to put over Bray Wyatt, too, honestly. Exactly. That's how they should do it. If they want to like push on the next supernatural character, that's that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Take out the supernatural character. I mean, it's like seven years too late, but we'll still take it. You know, we'll take it. Kind of, we said the same thing about Reigns. Yeah, it's just five years too late, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the heel turn. I was going to say, like, everyone wanted him to win the Rumble at, like, Mania 30 um, uh-huh. instead of Dave. Um, and then by the time he won it the following year, no one wanted him to win it by that point. I, I think they wanted uh, Ryback. I think that was the hottest guy at the time, too. Would it not have been Daniel Bryan at Mania 31? Didn't everyone want him to win the Rumble? I swear. I don't know. I, don't know. I just remember the Ryback getting uh, uh, cheered a lot, too. I actually quite liked Ryback when he was around first time around. I know <laughs> no, he was, yeah, he was cool at first. I know that's quite an unpopular opinion, but I didn't think he was a bad. Like he was a babyface heavyweight challenger, you know. Like it, I can see why the kids would have liked him against Punk, you know, in in heel mode. I feel like um, I thought he was okay, but um, but yeah, not, anyway. not in the not in the ring though. He was kind of unsafe when it came oh, yeah. to Punk. <laughs> As uh, as Punk described him on that um, Colt Cabana podcast, he described him as hurty, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, cool, cool. Um, anything else you want to talk about WWE? Mm, no, not really. I think we checked everything, honestly. Checked all the boxes for now. Um, little AEW chatter. Um, we've got full gear coming up in a few weeks' time. Uh, I say a few weeks. I think it's next week. I think it's on Saturday the seventh. Yeah. So oh, yeah, dang, really? Holy crap! God, so yeah, it's um, it's quite close. So um, what have you been enjoying from All Elite Wrestling recently? Have you been watching Dynamite regularly? Uh, yeah, I usually kind of try and watch it after uh, NXT because I always put NXT before. <laughs> but um, I enjoy one of the big things I've enjoyed was like, I remember me and my class were talking about it was the. Uh, the the la la dinner debonair the 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 with uh, MJF and uh and Chris Jericho which I thought was one of the best things on television I've seen in my life 
<laughs> this was like one of the biggest talking points from wrestling. Like, this is why I didn't want to forget AEW really, because like, oh, it's that was just it. so great. It was um, so you're on the side where people where you liked it then, because there were a lot of people that were on that the opposite hated side. It, right? Yeah, and I, <laughs> and I was like, how can you hate Chris Jericho? Like, everything he does is so, like, funnily stupid. I, I thought guess. it was so hilarious uh, from that segment because Chris Jericho was so blown up after the whole singing thing. He was literally turning red. I was like, bro, <laughs> you're more blown up here than in an actual match. <laughs> so good. You know what my favorite part was, though? It wasn't the singing. It was the fact that at the beginning where they were like oh they were trying to one up each other with the uh, yeah but with, the, with the steak yeah and then when it got delivered to them at the end of the song they were like yeah we can't eat this <laughs> we gotta send this back that <laughs> really just made me smile i thought yeah who's ordering that blue steak like well oh, it was like grim but um but yeah a lot of people have been talking about this in the wrestling community recently and it, it for me it was great i loved it i thought it was super cheesy super jericho um I'm not, I, I mean, I hadn't been on the MJF bandwagon. I don't even know if I am really, but I hadn't been up until that point. Because I was like, he is a slimy heel, which is great. But he just seems like a bit of a dick anyway, like in real life. And I'm like, oh, I've not really paid much attention to him. But when I saw him get involved with that, I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. You know, you're earning a bit more like of my respect um, in the terms that you can adapt and do something different and something funny. So, uh yeah, I'm not fully through um, Dynamite for this week, so I'm not sure if these are going to be spoilers for you, but should we just have a little run through the full gear um, card for yeah, next, let's go ahead. next week? Predictions. Um, mm -hmm. Are you free next week to do a, a show for uh, full gear? I, I won't have watched it until Monday because I work Sunday mornings um, and AEW pay-per-views on a Saturday, so I won't uh, be able yeah, to do it. Yeah, it should be available next week. I won't be able to do it until like a few days after. So, yeah, um, so this might be a spoiler for people if they haven't seen AEW Dynamite from this week. But the um, AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, uh, the final match is going to take place on the pay per view, being Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega, which is going to be sensational. That should be a great match, yo. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Kenny. I think. Yep. Same with me. Omega. Okay. Cool. Um, I love. So, I haven't actually seen the match with um, uh, Pentagon yet, but the one he did with Sonny Kiss last week, where he just came out as like cleaner and just like killed him. I was like, okay. yeah. <laughs> I was watching that, thinking, okay, Kenny's back. So that was cool. Um, Cody versus Darby Allen, AWTNT Championship. Uh, Cody retains. I hope not. Uh, like I wanted Cody to lose to uh, Orange, to Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. On this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was annoyed when um, Cody regained during that dog collar match. I was annoyed. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like, Cody don't need the title. Um, and it's, a, I mean, where it's a TV title as well. Like, I feel like there should be um, regular changes. Not as many changes as like, say, the twenty four seven title. Like, let's not be silly about it. But yeah. Um, you know, they are good matches still. So, but Darby mm. Allen, why not? Um, I'm going to call Darby Allen to win this one. All right. Uh, tag team titles FTR versus the Young Bucks in the, um, the credited match of um, 
you know, the best tag team match ever that we've never yeah. seen. So, um, well, it's you... supposed to be the this supposed to be the match that everyone's been wanting for for years, but I think uh, FTR retains. I mean, I've not wanted it personally, just because I'm not a Young Bucks fan. So mm. um, the only thing that makes me I'm going to disagree with who you're who you've picked, just because um, if the Young Bucks lose, they can't challenge for the titles again. And we've already oh, got I totally that. forgot about that stipulation. And we've already got that with Cody and the AEW World Title. So I'm like, I know they're all part of the same elite that kind of built up AEW from the ground. But I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, Nick and Matt Jackson will need something to do if they're going to wrestle still. True. You know? I totally so, forgot about that stipulation. Yeah, so just, might be the just, Bucks, honestly. Yeah, I can't see them not being in the division like at all. So yeah, um, yeah for me, unfortunately, because I love FTR. Um, the formerly known as the revival uh but i'm gonna have to call the bucks i think unfortunately uh what else we got matt hardy versus sammy guevara in the elite deletion match is this going to be a cinema match do you think i think it might be because anything with deletion in it usually is honestly i just hope they stay safe oh yeah, i hope some- uh matt doesn't uh try and murder himself this time I know. Like, hopefully, with a cinema match, um, they can do that because it'll be like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. protected. So, but I'm gonna go Sammy, just because he's young and upcoming, and Matt Hardy certainly isn't. So, um, well, that- Matt Hardy did win the last one, right? I remember. Well, you know, what? it was such, it was so talked about in the sense of what happened during the match. You know, yeah. with Matt Hardy. T- that I totally forgot who won it. Yeah. So because um, they went yeah, straight Matt. to the finish after the whole thing with Matt looked like he was dead. Um, yeah. Well, I I know Matt has never lost any of these deletion matches going back to Impact and even in WWE. So I want to say Matt wins the deletion match. Okay, fair enough. I'm going. I'm going to go Sammy just purely because you know put over I'm, the young guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big um, advocate for. You know, the older guy putting over the new talent. So I'm going to go Sammy. Uh, women's title. <laughs> women's title. Honestly, AEW did not give a shit about their women's division. Um, Sheeta mm-hmm. and Nyla. Uh, Sheeta. Going to go with Sheeta, are you? Um, I mean, I'd like to predict Britt Breaker, <laughs> really. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to go with... You know what? What's up? No, no, no. I'm going to go Shido. No, I, don't know. I feel I just can't wait. When Britt wins this title, we're going to be so happy. Don't I don't know when this is going to happen, but when she finally wins this. Mm. Well, she's going back up the rankings because AEW. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's winning every match at the moment. Yeah, like, she had a losing rec- she had a losing record before her injury and stuff. So Since her resurgence from injury, she's winning again. So it won't mm-hmm. be long. She's in the title picture, hopefully. But um, I'm just thinking, who's she more likely to beat? And I think it would be Shida. Shida yeah. um, so, yeah, I'm going to say Shida retains as well then. Um, Jericho and MJF then. We spoke about this one. If MJF wins, he is allowed to join the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris has been, a, get, has been giving a lot. You know, he did put over Orange Cassidy and stuff. Hmm. I feel like the whole um, 
I don't know. I'm going to say MJF. I, I, I can't see them not picking MJF because the whole point of this story is that so it's about the inner circle, yeah. about joining the inner circle. So I can't see them doing this big payoff at the pay-per-view and then having MJF lose. Mm-hmm. And um, MJF saying on this week's Dynamite, if you've not seen it yet, he was saying, like, I'll do anything to win. Like, sounding really desperate, like, I'll do anything. And I was like, okay, so he's going to win with shenanigans, you know? Yeah. So um, that would be my my take on it. Yeah. Um, I actually think Jericho MJF could be the match of the night if it isn't for um, Kenny and Hangman Adam Page, I think. Although the tag match could stand out too. Fuck yeah. me, this is actually a really stacked card, isn't it, when you look at it? Oh, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, it's one of the best. It's a really good card, honestly. Oh, cool. Um, all right, so there is another match listed for pre-show. Uh, Orange Cassidy and John Silver. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to say... Orange Cassidy. Because yeah, he okay. looks so good on TV lately with the 15-minute draw and even the loss to Cody, but he's still been looking good. So keep he's the momentum been, with him. That's what I mean. He's been good. He's been looking good whilst losing, which is yeah. nice. So, um, But, yeah, it's a shame that he's gone from, like, a, a tough, a big spot with Jericho on the last pay-per-view to now being on the pre-show. But you can't get everyone on the card sometimes. So, um, And I think Orange Cassidy's had quite a few big moments recently. So, yeah, um, he had that match with the the the, or, the Mimosa match with Jericho too. So yeah, I don't think it will be damaging for him to um to be on to the hit. pre-show. I think people like him generally. So all right, and then I assume it's going to be main event of the night. Um, John Moxley defending his title against Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match. Second I Quit match of the month. I know, this. right? <laughs> so it's almost like they're copying each other in a way. Huh. Hmm. I wonder who's copying who. But um, yeah, what do you reckon? Uh, uh, Moxley keeps it. Yeah, I'm saying Moxley just because I want to see Moxley versus Kenny. Yeah. Uh, whenever that could be. Did Lance Archer ever get his shot again? I swear Lance Archer's got a shot in the bank at um at Moxley's title. I, I don't think he's had it his chance yet, right? He got COVID, right? I swear he yeah. got COVID when he was supposed to face him. And yeah, because he was happened. out for a while. Yeah, I remember that. So that might be the the next match for, championship match for Moxley after after, after uh, Eddie. He, Eddie Kingston, and then, then we'll get uh, Kenny. Thing is, as well, with the um, AEW pay-per-views, which WWE could take a, a page out of, really, is they're really spaced out. Yeah, so it they can boost. Um, a dynamite episode with having a title match on it sometimes, mm-hmm. which is nice um, and gives you that incentive to watch. And then, like you say, when you get to the pay per views, the cards are stacked, and you're like, actually, I'm really excited to watch this. Rather than with WWE, you're like, oh, there's only like two or three matches on here that I'm interested in, you yeah. know? So, um, but yeah, I'm going to call Moxley too, just so I can get the payoff of Moxley and the clean off Kenny Omega. I think that'll be sensational. So, awesome. Oh, so that is a little bit of AEW chatter. So um, before we get out of here, I want to pick your brain on something. Right. Um, Fantasy Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> You're still sitting pretty at the top. Um, I am, actually. <laughs> but we're on your tail. So yeah, I see it. I'm like, ooh, they're, cu- they're, they're closing up on me. 
we're chopping down this uh, this forest of points. You're on um, 383 so far, and I'm sev- currently seventh place on 336. Um, and then the person behind you is on like 350. So it's close. It's close at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. How did you get on last week? Let me just have a little look at your team. Ah, uh, you got Bamford as well. See, I didn't even think Bamford was gonna do anything. I was like, oh, cause I, cause I'm trying to get another, cause like I don't know. I think my team's pretty good. I need to work on the defense, but uh, I was like, Ooh. and then Hamas didn't do as good as I wanted him to do that, and neither did Calvert Lewin. I was like, eh, but I'm pretty satisfied with my team right now. So um, we've got a couple of similarities. We both got Bamford, so we both did quite well this week. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people have it didn't do as well um we both got son uh we both got salah we both got ings right mm. you've got salah captain like i have might change that this week yeah he hasn't uh, he hasn't been banging like i expected him to well the so, week before he had like 20 something points i was like all right or the or two weeks before he had like 20 something points i was like huh he might actually be doing something and then the last week he only got four so um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I might change my captain. Remember, you've got to do it um, tomorrow before um, six o'clock, I think it is, because yeah, game on tomorrow night, which I believe is... What is the game tomorrow night? I don't even... Um, all I know is that Arsenal are rubbish. Um, <laughs> we've, got, um, uh, we've got Europa League. Oh, it's, uh, it's Wolves versus Crystal Palace uh, Friday. So oh, we've got, big, big game we've got right Man United there. away, and I'm like, oh, Man United away, that's the kind of game that we'll just lose. So it might be worth captaining Bruno, <laughs> Bruno Fernandes. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody want, anybody that's listening that wants to join the league, um, the pin for the league code, this is on fantasypremierleague.com, is going to be J-U-S-E-5-N if you want to join us um, in our league. So good times there is currently like 24 teams in our league so um i can't see you sitting top for all of it no way i won't have it i won't, won't have, have it won't have it at all so um yeah my team looks till... my team looks pretty strong so <laughs> i did my wild card last week um and changed like seven players because i had a load of wasters in there but um this week i've got oh sorry the week before last the week where international break like the week after that whenever that was two weeks ago and um, i've been doing okay since like i've been getting more more than the average like the average this week was 48 and i got 65 um so i've been doing a bit better i've got two free transfers up my sleeve i'm gonna wait for the europa games to finish tonight before making any rash changes tomorrow um just in case anything happens with uh because i've got son for tottenham so i'm sure he'll play tonight yeah Uh, for Tottenham so just in case there's any like last minute injuries or anything like that mm-hmm. um, I'm still I'm in an R in about Sterling I don't know whether or not because I've got I put him in instead of De Bruyne when he got injured and now De Bruyne's back I'm not sure if I want to make that swap yet or if I want to stay with Sterling um, hey I sold De Bruyne I transferred to my I have no Manchester City players on my team mm-hmm. but your team is called City Boy Something. Yeah, the the irony in that, isn't it? 
City boy 31 and not a single Man City player. To be honest, that's how you have to play this game. You get nothing out of this game for being biased to your own team. Right. I mean, I've only got one Arsenal player being um, Saka, just because I think he's one of the best like young players in the league and he's quite cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got Saka in. But you were talking about your defence. <laughs> My defence, I've, I've literally got no money in it whatsoever. I've got two Leeds players, a Villa player and a Brighton. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a Southampton player. Honestly, I've got the worst backline, but everywhere else is stacked. So um, I'll just have to have a little look at the fixtures this week to see who might keep clean sheets um, this week and try and get some points out of there. Because if you noticed as well, you kind of get your points out of um, the fringe players as opposed to like the big name players. Yeah. Because everyone else has already got them too. So... Mm-hmm. But you have to have them in there. You know, like, like I say, Salah, Son, um, either Sterling or De Bruyne or someone like that. You have to keep these big name players in there. Otherwise, you'll just fall behind. But, um, but then you'll get, play, you know, you'll get a week where Bamford will get a hat-trick and get 17 points. So, um, yeah, all to look forward to this weekend. So, who is City playing anyway? Uh, we are playing uh, Sheffield United. Are you at home? Uh, yes, we're at home. You are away, in fact. Saturday oh, morning. oh, yeah, we're away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sheffield United haven't really done a whole lot recently this year, so you they're, should probably... They're, lo- they're looking uh relegation battle right there. Although I don't think you won there last year, did you, Sheffield? Or was it... I don't know what was the score last year. Um, I feel like it was a bit of a stalemate last year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we drew them somewhere around there. Hmm, maybe. Let me try and find out. Um, I know we drew with Newcastle, unfortunately. That was infuriating. Right. Yeah, Newcastle a bit of a weird team. Like, our pal Ian um, supports Newcastle, and they're a bit bit hit and miss. Yeah, so when you played them back in January, you're only 1-1-0. Quite a late goal. Aguero scored in the 73rd. Well, yeah, they are a good. They are a good defensive team. They like to stay back and crowd the box, which is the best way to play us, and then just I mean, try and get were, us on the counter attack. They were a better team last year, though. They haven't. Yeah, really I don't done. know what happened. Well, near the end of the season, they kind of started going down the table. Because I remember they were seventh at one point. Yeah, no, they were doing really well last year. So um, I heard that today, though, in the news that their start, one of their star man, uh, star men, uh, Lundstrom, isn't signing a new contract. Uh, um, at Sheffield United so I mean I don't think I would have him at Arsenal but he is probably better than them I would say mm-hmm. you know like if he would play for like a um, an Everton or someone like that a, you know right. a higher up team so to speak if they're going to if Sheffield are going to be in a relegation battle anyway but I've got um, uh, Ryan Brewster on my bench uh, for Sheffield just because he was at Liverpool at 4.5 million and then mm-hmm. I, I heard that he might get transferred somewhere or get like a loan somewhere. So I thought, yeah. oh, I'll on to him, you know, just because he's a cheap asset where I don't have to lose any more money. Um, right. I think he was in like the, the cheapest bracket of forwards. So, um, but he's not really, he's only played like half a game here and there, I think, like 60, 70 minutes, something like that, if not mm-hmm. less. I don't know. Anyway, another weekend of fantasy action to look forward to. Shall we get out of here? Yeah, sure. 
Mm. Um, all right, so just as we finish, who is your man of the match, your wrestler of the weekend or week, should I say? Uh, golly, I got, I got, I got three. All draw, <laughs> uh, three-way tie: <laughs> Sasha, <laughs> Bailey, Candice LeSlay. I'll agree with your three-way tie. Uh, mine was only a two-way tie between Sasha and Candice. Um, I'm just going to leave it there. To be honest, I'm not going to pick between those two because it will break my heart in two. So I'm not going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Where can people find you on the social? Uh, you can find me at, at It's Me Stevie 30 on both Instagram and Twitter. Wonderful. Um, as always, I am at James Pewey with an IE91 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Um, thank you all for listening to the show once again. We will try and be back um, a week or so however long it is until full gear try and be back to cover that one until then enjoy the wrestling out there guys and take care of yourselves and wash your fucking hands see you later <laughs> take care bye 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 are you kidding me